a radio legend. I'm a loudmouth chef. He's right or right, and I guess I'm a little bit left. We sat down for some debate and a little ass kissing. We got Jerry Callahan on Heat in the Kitchen. All right, uh, welcome to the Heat in the Kitchen podcast. I'm Chef Avi Shemtov. Uh, today, I've got Boston radio legend Jerry Callahan with me from the Jerry Callahan podcast. What's which is happening, Avi? Not too much, man. I've been actually listening a lot to your podcast. Excellent. I, I always feel the need to say, like, oh, I'm not saying this just to be nice. And there's plenty of proof you can you can find out that I rip people when there's time when it's time to rip people. But listening as soon as your podcast came back, we've missed you. We've really missed you on radio. Oh, and it's it sounds exactly the same. First of all, you. You, you've just got like one of those voices where I've listened to it for so long. As soon as you listen to it, it's like I'm back in 06 listening to sports oh. radio. No, I love that. I think sports radio has gotten so weird. It's gotten safe. That's what I've said. I think it's dead, to be honest with you. And uh, I'm not just talking about my old station. I'm talking sure. about uh, the, the, the culture of sports radio and talk radio in general. It's become a safe space. It's, it's because of uh, a couple things, social media has made it a lot easier to harass advertisers and management. And I think management has uh, made a decision that they're not going to take any chances. You will not hear anything like, you know, Howard Stern in the 90s or, or Imus in the old days or even Dennis and Callahan. I look back at some of the things we did even before Kirk and Callahan and said that wouldn't last a day today. There's just the, – there the are people in management who don't have the backbone or the stomach for it, and there's just people out there, activists and groups – that have gotten uh, real uh, good at harassing and intimidating advertisers and management. And for me, it's just, chilling. So, to be honest with you, it's chilling. They, they know how to shut people up. Oh, I, I believe it. And as a listener, like that's the thing. I just, for me, and again, I'm just one person, but when I listen, I'm always listening for authenticity. Like to me, I actually say this to people all the time about you. I'm a, I mean, we disagree on a lot of things politically, but, but I would rather listen. I have a hard time listening. Like, for example, I don't listen to someone like Rachel Maddow. Um, I can't listen to someone who's like, I know what the topic is. I already know what your opinion is going to be. And the person I always compare you to, I hope this isn't offensive, is Bill O'Reilly. I used to love listening to Bill O'Reilly because every once in a while, he like, he thought about everything uh, and then he came up with his own opinion. So sometimes I would tune in and he would, he was just going somewhere completely different than you would expect. Yes, him to go. I, I mean I liked O'Reilly, and uh, I'll just for the record, we were both canceled for entirely different reasons. I, oh, I don't I, mean. Oh, I don't mean. I, you compared. I, I never touched the. I didn't the mean help. as a person. I didn't mean as and, a person. You compared. Yes. That's not what I meant. Not at all. And you know what? I always think of O'Reilly when I watch Tucker. Tucker Carlson is great. He's better than O'Reilly. He looks. He wants to fight. I want to fight. That's why I have Alex Reamer on my podcast. I wish there were more guys like Alex Reamer who weren't afraid to fight. It's kind of crazy. On our show, when we when Kirk and Callahan was riding high, we were fighting with people every day. You know, we had Trenny and John Tomasi and Alex, and we would have guests on. And some people get tired of it. Some people are afraid of it, and they're afraid they'll say the wrong thing in the heat of the moment. But I'm with you. I would like to hear more people who aren't afraid to disagree, who aren't afraid of the fight. I mean, that's what I do, you know, off the air with my friends. We argue, you know, family, we argue about things. I don't know why you would want to go on a podcast or a radio show and just all agree. The, so, the one thing is, I, I, I don't think I'll ever understand the hate for Alex Reamer. Because I well, think he's I very mean, good on the radio. He was very good, and on your podcast, he's very good. And he's he's good. He's crazy. He's he's right. you know full of life. He, Even his stories, you know, most I people understand. Stories. I mean, he's a Bernie Sanders guy. That 
rubs some people the wrong way, but I don't care. I like it. I like the fact that he wants to defend the, the cranky commie and, and fight with me about it. I, he will say something dumb occasionally. He'll get in trouble. I like that. He's the only gay socialist that the globe hates. Right. You know, that should be a badge of honor. But, and I wish there were more guys like him who came in and weren't afraid to fight about anything. Right. Well, in the Twitter comments, too, like people, I, I have to believe all those people that are bitching about Alex Reamer being on your podcast, I have to believe they're actually listening, though, right? I hope so. We used to break it down. Our, our old program director, Joe Zarbano, would break down each person we had, Kirk and I had on, you know, Tomasi, Trenny, right. Mutt. And, and Reamer, I mean, he would literally break it down to the minute, the ratings for each guy, each person. And Reamer was always up around the top. People would say they don't listen, and they did. And Mutt was always at the bottom. Right. And, and, you know, he wasn't really. We just told him that to hurt his feelings. But, you know, I hope people aren't, you know, tuning out because they disagree with him. That defeats the whole point. We have him here because I disagree with him. Right. I only tune out to people that bore me. I don't tune out to people <laughs> that, in fact. Me too. Right. And honestly, listening to people that, especially sometimes if people agree with you and are boring, that's the worst. The worst Obviously, is listening I, to someone. I think I stepped back, you know, sometime around. I got, uh, I got dumped in July, around September, October. I stepped back, and I couldn't believe how boring a lot of the sports huck was. I, you know, spent weeks on Antonio Brown's helmet or something. I'm going, was I that boring? I mean, you get too close to the to the trees, and you, and maybe you get too deep into it and you and you think every damn you know third and third and ten call matters to everybody right i like to think we weren't that boring and and whether it was kirk or before that dino that we found a you know more interesting way to to break it down and analyze this stuff but man the straight sports talk when you step back when it doesn't you know, matter you professionally seems so dull at times. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, again, one person with opinion, but I would say, no, you weren't that boring. And there's some guys, like, you know, I I don't listen to them a lot. I can't, Maz's voice just irks me. But, and the fact that, like, their entire show is Felger saying something and then Maz going, like, he just completely said the opposite, but then he'll go, no, you're totally right, Mike. You're totally right. But that show, I don't like Felger, and yet I like to listen to him oh, for really? the same reason. I don't listen to that either, but for yeah. that very reason. No, so I mean, they'll just, but other than just that, no one on the radio. sports over and over and over and over sure. again. And, I mean, I like, I like both those guys. Matt's, Matt's a friend of mine, but it's not the kind of you know, thing I do in my life where you sit there and you talk about a Patriots game every single day for the next week, no. I mean, every play, and you go – I mean, eventually you're going to say, you know, why don't we talk about yeah. whatever, Harvey Weinstein. Well, I, why don't we talk about Kobe know, Bryant, know, everything. The movie, 1917. I mean, have you seen it yet? No. Friggin' great. Okay. Great, great, great. You What's must it see about? It. I don't even. It's about World 19- War One. Yeah. Oh, okay. that's It's just done yeah, that makes sense. differently. You got to see it. I think it's going to win the Oscars Best Picture because it's done so well that it's weird, but they follow these two guys, these two soldiers, British soldiers. Like all the way through their day, it's like in real time, mm-hmm. and it's so intense and so good. Yeah, war movies always. Yeah, I, I ranked it fourth on my list. Kirk Minahan ranked it first, which is ridiculous. But I ranked it fourth on my top war movies. I would go Platoon, Apocalypse Now, Saving Private Ryan, 1917. That's my list. Okay, I've seen Saving Private Ryan. I've seen Platoon. Actually, I just DVR. I've seen it, but I. 
not in like it 15 years. Very I, it's been on Showtime Saving lately. Oliver Stone. I recorded it like yesterday. And Saving Private Ryan is one it's of the, I mean, it's just so great. Right. It's so great. And I've seen that probably, you know, 20 times. And I don't know if you include like war movies with, with Braveheart. I don't include it. Well, I would say war, I wouldn't include that, but I'd say but it have to be after it. 1900. Yeah. That would be my deadline. You Wars can't with say, machines, not swords. Like the Patriots, a great movie. It's about Revolutionary War, or or, uh, yep. or Braveheart's about you know the British against the Scots and Scotch, Scottish, and it's it's the best movie ever made. But I don't call it a war movie. Well, even 1917. I mean, a hundred years ago, it's not that. long I don't ago. even know anything about World War One. I. I was embarrassed yeah, right. when I went to it with my son afterwards. We went over there, right? The, we're sitting here at the Legacy Club, went to the Arclight Theater, went to eat afterwards, and we talked about it. And I swear to God, I, don't, I know it started because Archduke Ferdinand got murdered. Oh, That's all yeah, I know. Right, right, right. I don't know who was on. I mean, I know we were on the side of the British against the Germans, but I don't know any battles. I don't know how it ended. Right, right, right. Know? Yeah, and I didn't learn much from this movie, but it was great. The only so thing I've ever see. read about it is, ju- is just about how you know Hitler came to power. That's the only reference. They were I've disgruntled because they lost, right? And they were pissed, and he kind of marshaled that that anger, and and that's led to the rise of Hitler. But my grandfather fought in the war. There's a book about his unit and what they did in Europe, and I didn't know. I still don't know enough. Cool. I, I don't know why I would have assumed you'd know a lot about World War One. I. I don't know why. Maybe it's because you love Kurt Schilling and he's into all that kind of he's stuff. He's in a World War Two. Yeah, I knew he was in That's a World what War II. That's what kept, uh, kept him out of the Hall of Fame because he's a World War Two aficionado. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've listened to you go go on about that. and uh, It drives me nuts. Yeah. I actually, Annually. I, I do. So here's the thing. I would, I mean, I don't have a vote, obviously. I would vote for Kurt Schilling. Um, I mean, I think. We could we could talk for days about the fact that he belongs in the Hall of Fame as a baseball pitcher. I do think he's a nutbag. I mean, he actually this is a funny. He's sent me private messages on Facebook at three o'clock in the morning before, yeah. going on and on about the fact that Colin what Colin Kaepernick does is different than when he would go on about politics. Um, I wasn't even agreeing with Colin Kaepernick. I was just saying that I think the comment his wife made was that athletes should. Um, Athletes should keep their politics out of it. And I just thought that was a funny thing to say when you're married well, see, to Kurt I, Schilling. I think I, I will defend Kurt Schilling in, in, in many ways. Sure. I think the reason they're different is Schilling backs up his crazy opinions. He'll fight you all day on Twitter, on Facebook, in yep. person. Yeah, I actually Colin Kaepernick that. doesn't have the guts to debate anybody, anywhere, ever. I mean, we don't even know exactly why he kneels. He doesn't tell you. That's what drives me nuts. So, so I, I'll say this about Colin Kaepernick. I, I think, yeah, for me, again, being someone who's pretty middle of the road, he lost me with the socks. Like, early on, he did the whole, like, this is what it's about, and then he wore the anti-police socks. And I thought that was a little – I thought he was just trying to make a point. Like, he was right. trying to make it splash. Yeah, well, you have to give one interview. If, you, if you're going to do anything, just give one right. interview. And do it a friendly – you know, find a friendly interview. Yeah, Hell, everyone on ESPN yeah, right. kisses his ass. Yeah. Right. Sit down with ESPN and right. tell your story. By the way, he lost me in many ways. But on Facebook, he wished a happy birthday to Joanne Chesimark. Right. She murdered a cop, a New Jersey State trooper, I believe. Oh, assassinated him? him. Shot him in the head. Fled to Cuba. She's hiding in Cuba. She murdered a cop in cold blood. And he thinks she's a hero. He's a despicable human being. Well, the thing that... The thing that, and I guess, I mean, I, I don't know enough about Colin Kaepernick as a person. To, I mean, that, that's a despicable opinion. The thing I would say about Colin Kaepernick is that every protest has to have, it has to have a demand. Like, if you're going to have a protest, spoke. you I need, need him to speak. You Why? need to have a demand yeah, right. that can be met. 
if you're protesting something and you don't tell the other side what it is that they need to do to end the protest, it's not a protest anymore. He, it's a he, tantrum. He, he just wants to take a knee, be a martyr. He doesn't really want to play, and he wants all these you know surrogates in the media, all your Jamel Hills and and you know. Well, they'll uh, carry his water, so it doesn't matter. Max Kellerman's they they will all carry his water, and regardless of what he says, right. They will say it's noble. It's noble. He doesn't have to say anything, and he's a noble martyr. I mean, it's just, it's a joke. He could walk outside his apartment, stand on the sidewalk. The media would assemble, ask friendly questions for, you know, 20 minutes, and then you would know where he stands, what he has to say, and we could debate it. But he doesn't want to. He wants to remain What's the expression? Better to remain quiet and be thought a fool than to open your mouth and And remove all doubt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to remove all doubt. He needs that doubt, but I think he's a fool. Got you. Uh, what about Kobe Bryant? I didn't know that's what we were going to talk about. <laughs> no, I, mean, yeah, I didn't, mean that, I thought we were I didn't talk plan about food or something, man. Do you want to talk about Actually, I would love to talk about food, but you know what's funny on my podcast? You want I've some been M&Ms? Having... We got M&Ms. <laughs> we got peanuts. We got goldfish. No, we got no. it all. We're at the uh, Legacy that. Club of Boston, that's Jerry right. Callahan podcast. Yep. All over iTunes. I see you're on Spotify now. Yes, we're all over everywhere. One. All the, the usual spots. Short video snippets on Twitter. Everybody's a big fan of those, you know, get people, uh, get people talking takes, on Twitter. Whatever it takes. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think that for – I've got to believe that there's more people that want to listen to actual, um, like actual talk than the stuff that's on radio now. And for me, just having gotten into podcasts recently, when uh, Corey explained to me how to download them, I downloaded yours, and it was like – I mean, I'd rather listen to that for two hours than listen to – it's not even, by the way, I know you said you don't listen. It's not pure sports what they talk about. And I don't want to listen to pure, pure Oh, I know, either, I know. But I'm it's just, just pure dribble. Most of it. It's just, it's just not about anything. That's what I found. I found, you know, listening in the morning, it was boring. Right. It was just boring. Yeah. And lifeless and, you know, it just didn't, didn't, didn't make me laugh, didn't piss me off. I became a podcast guy because I had to learn all about this medium. Sure. And it just was much easier. You have a few podcasts, or you click on them anytime you want. Their commercials aren't nearly as annoying. Yes, yeah, they right. were, you know, on, on radio, as they still yeah. are. The breaks aren't as long. It just was easier. And I said, I don't know, one day in October, I said, this is, in five years, radio will be completely dead. Well, the weird thing to me is. Because everyone's going to do this. Everyone has oh, an iPhone. Oh, of course. You know, yeah. Everyone has and, a laptop. Yeah, listen on demand. Who's going to listen when there are really good alternatives right. on, and they know how to do it? I mean, you know, I don't, you know, there's not much that you can get on radio that you can't get you know, on iTunes or Spotify. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's like what happens to cable. But I just don't know because people are in their cars so much. It's like yeah, but your car, your phone's on. in your car too. Though, right. so no, I know. It doesn't matter. They're, they're I know. all. It's in cars. When five years, you'll all be listening to podcasts yeah. in your car. The, the yeah. weird thing to me about you know you you getting canned, um, and, and that's that what really so made me want to do a podcast with Avi. He's been trying to get me to do this for like. Tw- Ten years. Really? I thought oh, we okay. should have t- together, him and I, because like the way you said, w- the way you're talking to your friends outside of actual radio, that's all Corey, myself, Avi can't and a talk. few of Let's our friends. Let's put it that way. Just, Avi, Avi has no, no problem giving an opinion. So, and there's uh, no benefit to having a conversation where everyone just agrees. Like sitting around and going, that was a pretty great game last night, right? Yeah, no, it was a great game. I loved me. it. Oh, they passed the ball? Yeah, that was great. It's, it's all out of fear. I, I'm telling you, I know exactly what's going on. Everybody in the back of their mind is afraid they're going to be next if they say the wrong thing piss off the wrong it used to be you didn't want to upset an advertiser now you're afraid of the listener right. who's going to have you know who have six followers on twitter or on facebook is going to come after you right and i mean it was one guy essentially yeah, one guy who brought down kirk and me and we've told that story many times yeah, of course. i mean the globe helped the globe is uh you complicit know, you're not a fan of the globe 
And, and, well, I mean, when it was a newspaper back in the day, I right. was. Now that it's just this political rag that settles scores for its allies, I mean, and it's the home of you know Kevin Cullen and Shirley Leung. No, of course not. I mean, I don't know why anyone would take. Can you I tell know, you why, why I don't anyone like the Globe? would buy the Globe? Why would you read the Globe? So I don't read. I mean, I don't really, in general, read newspaper. And that was something I wanted to ask you about. But my personal beef right at the moment with the Globe, and it's petty. It's really spoiled on my part. But is uh. I opened a restaurant, Simcha in Sharon, um, almost a year ago. And Boston Magazine called us one of the 15 best new restaurants in Boston in 2019, which was huge for us being 30 miles outside of Boston. But then the Globe followed suit like a week, a week later, so a week ago. But they, they did it like really lazy. They did like 35 restaurants. Then after they originally put the article out, they added more to it. And they named like another restaurant that I know in the area that's just like a local dive bar that's like already for sale. And it's... It was just like, for me, I just felt like it was lazy. And when they called me to ask me about it, I said, like, have you been to my restaurant? And, and they were like, no, like, we haven't been out there. And I'm like, so you just call, like, it's just, it feels weird to me. And um, you're you know, putting I know that's a out there without I know research. that's a spoiled take, well, but to me, it was that's just so half First of all, there's hardly anyone there anymore. Yeah, it's, right. a, it's a shell of a newspaper. Yeah. Okay. You know, they're losing money. They're bleeding money. Yeah. And so yeah. they're laying people Well, they don't off. have cars either. How are they going to get to Sharon, Avi? They don't right. have cars. They can't drive cars. Is yeah. that is that a fact? I mean, I don't know. That's the thing about other about other news outlets public, in the food public world. transportation only. Sure. Right? No, they, Everybody they, they, there, and, and you know, I guarantee you, whatever reporters they have left, just sit in their office or sit in their homes. They don't go anywhere. Right. So, right. I mean, it's it's not no surprise at all. Do but you miss writing? The, the, oh yeah, go go no, for it. I don't. You don't Writing's miss hard. I mean, I miss having written. Yep. It's like it's like running. I you know I I'm into pain. I do things that cause great pain. I, I write. I run. I uh, you know, hang out with Kirk Minahan. Yeah, exactly. Things that cause exactly. great pain. Uh, but writing was not easy for me. It still isn't in, in the rare times that I do it. It's it's work. So do you, you hang out with Radi- Kirk? Radio was fun. Writing was pain. Well, though, think about, back to Intercom real quick. The weird thing is, like, where is the response? They're a public company. Where's the responsibility well, to your shareholders? That is the one that always well, blew my mind. look at their stock. Oh, I mean, that's, since well, the, that's what I mean. Since they merged with CBS, the stock has been in the tank, right. which gives me mixed feelings because I have a little bit of uh, yeah, stock, of but it's worthless now. It's yeah. kind of sad. Right. I mean, it was a mistake. Here's all you need to know about Entecom is the guy who owns it. When he merged CBS and Entecom, he had a choice because he owned both sports stations in Boston. He could pick one. He could either have the station that had the Patriots, Celtics, and Bruins, or the one that had the Red Sox. Yeah. He chose the Red Sox, who oh. are completely dead. Well, he knew programming ratings, was going to be bad, so that's 160 nights a year. You know? The ratings are in the toilet. The ratings are terrible yeah, for the Red Sox and for the Patriots. We know, Like I said, the ra- Red Sox last fall were getting one shares. Patriots are getting like 40 shares. Right. He chose the team with the one share because he's a baseball guy and he idolizes John Henry. So I mean, it's it's grim. That's weird. Um, you said you said you hate hang out with Kirk Minahan. Is that something like you socially hang out with? Yeah, I, I always wonder about those relationships. Sometimes, yeah, we play golf. Okay, I don't know. He's a good golfer. Really? But you know, then he'll turn on me and flip out, and you know, I'll I'll you know won't talk to him for a while. Then he'll apologize because that's what he usually does, and then we'll get along again and play golf again and have lunch again. But he'll. He'll turn on me again. It's just the way it is. Well, just he, the way, he, life with, with Kirk. What about John Dennett? Do you hang out with John Dennett? I do not. Okay. No, that so did that, not end well. Were you, but there was a time in your life where you guys hung out? Like, yes. Okay. I mean, he's, I'll say this for Dino. And again, it didn't end well. I don't think he handled the end of the road well. Um, it's a long story, but he was fun. 
You know, he was fun. He was always full of life. He's full of jokes. You, you play golf with him, and you're you know laughing and drinking and smoking cigars and all that. You know, he's one of those kind of guys, and never lacked for energy. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, and you guys see, you know, before Twitter and all that, I used to get my news thank from God you guys in the morning. Twitter. Yeah. Well, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. For sure. No. Well, thank God. We would probably have a lot more stories, though. You know. No, it wouldn't have gone well if there were Twitter when Dino was younger, or me, for that matter. I mean, I'd have tweeted some stupid stuff if, I, yeah. if they had it when I was a kid. Of course, but you know it, when you. We used to get our news from you, you know what I mean? That used to be in the morning, you know, what are they talking about today? And it could be, you know, a, a fire in Boston or it, it could right, be it anything. headlines, that's yeah. what we call it. Yeah, you're it. not talking about the, the sixth inning of the Red Sox game if they brought in the, you know, the right pitcher from the bullpen. We did headlines for years. I mean, headlines was the, great, years, that was the greatest was segment of radio history. always got great ratings and the program directors invariably hated it because that's when you do politics. Yeah, and then you and, continue politics right. and the rest of the show. And that's when and the it was a big story. And that's when the energy went up. They, the, the, the problem you have is the program director would rather have you talk about the bullpen because it's boring, but there's no back. You know, there's no, right, call. no But what is the program director's job? I guess I would have it assumed used to be to, to, make make, money. to get the best you know, radio, to put on the best radio. Now it's to stay out of trouble. I, I can't tell you enough how that's the job, to stay out of trouble. I can tell you right now, that if I were doing radio today, the day after Kobe Bryant died, yep. uh, we did a podcast, Alex Reamer and I, and, yep. Dave, and, and it was pretty good. We talked about Kobe's checkered history. Of we course. We talked about all of it. Yep. You know, the man in full. Right. Uh, you're probably not going to be allowed to do that, at least not in any detail, on the radio because you'll get the calls. Just like the Washington Post reporter who tweeted out the rape story, she got suspended by the Washington Post for tweeting out a story a news story about Kobe's rape case. But that blows my That's mind. True. That's, a, That's true. That's true. It's not frightening. But the thing that all blows true. My, the, Washington Post has no problem with fake stuff. You can make up all you yeah, want. Of course. But, you know, you tweet out a true story that pisses off people. I mean, his fans. And it's not like nobody was talking about it but, yesterday. But the thing that blows my mind about that is that there's this huge dichotomy between people who are, like, if there's an allegation about somebody who's alive today... They're going to jump ugly on that. It's believe the victims. It's don't victim shame, right. which, by the way, I'm in support of also not doing. But with Kobe, it's like it was terrible what happened to him yesterday. Even worse, what happened to his daughter. But to me, to go out and just blindly act like because he's dead now, he didn't rape some woman in Colorado. Then, and then afterwards, quite honestly, hire lawyers who ruined her life and publicly shamed her. Right. It is, to me, it's insulting. It's amazing. It's and, insulting. And, and, you know, it's. Uh, again, maybe she should have waited a day. Maybe the, because his daughter was in the helicopter, he should be more sensitive. Well, that didn't come out until a few hours later, and that's part of the problem. You're but. going to do the story. It's part of his life. It's part of his legacy. I mean, it's coming up today, tomorrow, the next day. And all she did was tweet the story and say, you know, let's get caught up here. Let's read up. It is disturbing as hell. And I laugh because the Washington Post, you know, they're the paper that, uh, you know, when Baghdadi died, called him an austere religious scholar. When we took up Solomini, took out Solomini, they said um, he's one of the most revered leaders in Iran. Nothing about him, you know, killing children or killing Americans. They somehow felt it was disrespectful to put that in the lead of a, a, an obit for a, a terrorist. Right, right. But you know, tell the truth about. Kobe Bryant, you know, you're going to get suspended. Yeah. So here, I'm going to maybe walk, fired. I'm going to walk right into your wheelhouse here, and I'm not a. I I really don't have a ton of love for the current president. Although I, I like I said, I'm middle of the road. I find myself like pe- my friends on the left think I'm right wing, and my friends on the right wing think I'm left. But if Donald Trump 
again, let's say he's out of office. Let's not do this while he's the president. And let's, let's say he's in that same helicopter crash instead. How many of those papers are writing negative stuff about his life? They're not saying, like, let's wait two days. Let's wait a week. Let's not talk about this. So to me, the fact the guy played basketball, and he was a great, incredible basketball player, maybe the closest thing to Michael Jordan in the last 20 years. Incredible. But the guy admitted in a statement to raping a woman. That's something he did. Right. And it's 17 years ago, and he, he's, by all accounts, a great dad now. And, I, you know, again. Well, we compared to a number of people today on my podcast, like Imus. Imus lost his job, his reputation down the toilet because of what he said about the Rutgers women. Right. And that was bad. You know, I don't have no sympathy for Imus. Yep. But I'm going to go on a limb. There's a bold take here. What Kobe did was worse. Oh, was it? Was worse. I'm with you there, actually. Um, there are people, <laughs> Actions are louder than words. There are people being canceled for what they said um, uh, all over the place. All over the place. Well, you did always you follow What Kobe the, did yeah. was, and if you don't know, read up, because what he did was did you, reprehensible. Did you follow the Aziz Ansari thing? Do you know who that is? Yes. Yeah, so okay. I mean, he was... Dating, he had sex. No, he didn't even have sex. So what happened was he went back to a, his apartment with a girl on a date. She's she's naked. Her clothes are off. She's performed oral sex on him, and he's That's asking sex. if they can have. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> he's asking now if they can have sex, if they can have intercourse, and she she says maybe on the next date, and he asks again. That's that's what he is being faulted for. And he's he got a lot of himself. defenders. He's got a lot of defenders, though. I think okay. he's you know borderline. There are others who've been you know canceled for. I would say less than that, but certainly less than Kobe. Right. right. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, for saying the wrong things. Or yeah. Well, you say uh, to Alex, you know, what he said about Tom Brady's kid. Alex you know, that, will, that will be in his obit. Right? He was but suspended for six months. Yeah, of for, course, for, for a saying glib, something. A dumb, glib remark, for which Tom Brady forgave him like three days later. Right. So if he dies today, that's in the that's Boston in, Globe story. Guarantee it's they're, they're going to have tr- they won't even have his name first. They'll say pissant. Right. It'll be the first word in the old bit. Yeah. It's you know a selective uh, way to remember people, and I'll be curious. You know, I haven't even looked at the New York Times. I don't subscribe. And you know, d- did they lead with you know the rape accusations? I don't subscribe you know, I, either. I today, <laughs> I didn't the look. The Washington either. Post. I should look. They they lead with that. Yeah. Who, and also, I by haven't the way, seen it really too many places. In 2011, he used the F word to just yelled at a ref. The F gay slur. Oh, sure. of course, that's right. And I forgot about that, that one. King, that thing went away pretty quickly. I don't know. Kobe's got good, good PR. People. Oh, he's got a, a a huge machine. And um, and by the way, the uh, ESPN did. ESPN did a four-minute tribute today, and they in the video they actually they did bring up the and they're getting killed for it, but uh, but they did bring it up. They didn't feel like they could do a four-minute tribute to him without mentioning that he allegedly raped. They, you know, they said it's allegedly. It's part of the story. Of course, it's I part mean, of the story. It's, it's I don't you don't have to lead with it and don't have to you know focus on it if you don't want to, but it's part of his biography. Yeah, well, and he, he's a hero to a lot of people just because of what he did on the basketball court, right? But the rest of his life, you know, if people. He's got detractors just like everybody else. So, you know, you got to bring up that part of it. In a newspaper, you can't just talk about the good. You can only, you I can, called it the greatest comeback story in sports history because the, the comeback, the rehab of his image, when, and we're looking right now at the covers of magazines. You know, he was oh, yeah. on the cover of magazines accused and accused of a really heinous crime, violent crime against a 19-year-old woman. Yeah. Early in um, his career, too. And there were other, by the way, there were other accusers. There were other right. accusers as part of that that came forward and were also sort of 
And he Swept came away. back from that, and it appears like his marriage was uh, repaired, and he seemed to be a good father and all that. He made a comeback like I've never seen anyone make. And, you know, I guess for that you give him credit, but yeah. you know, you got to talk about what he's coming back from, what he had to rehab from. Right. And it, right. Was, it was just vile. Right. I mean, I'm not suggesting he's OJ or, you know, to be topical here or Aaron Hernandez, but there is stuff that you got to you have to mention when you talk about his tribute in his life. Now, on the Aaron Hernandez stuff, uh, I know you said you didn't see the Netflix, the, the three part Netflix. Nah, I feel like I've seen it all. It, it is very much just rehashing the same story. Quite honestly, the only thing that's that's I didn't see the oxygen one, so I don't know. Did they have his high school boyfriend? They had that in the Netflix one. Um, not sure. Probably not, because the guy who produced the Oxygen Network one is his lawyer, who's not happy with Netflix okay. for outing him. But he was outed on my radio show. It was a big deal because you know it upset the globe. I was listening live when that happened. I remember well, that moment. It's kind of relevant. See now it's the motive for the murder. So that was, uh, and according to a judge, after that, he was harassed in prison and it may have led to his suicide. So we took credit for killing him. And um, I don't know why that would be a bad thing. No, well, I, I don't, I don't think it was the motive for him killing yeah, I've never, Lloyd. I've never. Seen I think that. he's just a psycho. And uh, well. I mean, it could, I it could have been. Listen, yeah, no it's not, it's not out Odin of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Odin Lloyd did something very minor, probably, that Aaron Hernandez... So it could have been that. Right, Definitely could have been. Yeah, it was something yeah, exactly. very minor. I mean, they actually have you. So in the Netflix one, the crazy thing is they have security footage from from the night the Odin Lloyd thing um, happened, or like the disrespect thing, not the murder. And they also have security footage the night that he kills those two people um, down in the South End. They have security footage of him in the club that night, and it's... It's crazy to see the way he reacts to people and the way that he like it's like he's literally dancing with a girl and someone bumps like bumps into him oh, really? and he just becomes a murderer. I mean it's crazy well, watching. When did it he become so fascinating? Is my my list of people on whom there's been the most documentaries like in history, I'm gonna go Winston Churchill, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, Aaron Hernandez, um, uh, would be we for, uh, Donald Trump in the future. <laughs> what about Kobe's going to get a few. Uh, oh, yeah, right. O.J. Simpson would be in there, oh, yeah, too. OJ, and, yeah. um, I don't know, uh, uh, Pat Tillman. I mean, when did Aaron Hernandez, be- Aaron Hernandez become so interesting? I don't think Pat Tillman got the kind of attention that Aaron Hernandez True, did, he in didn't. all honesty. He certainly that- didn't get the kind of attention that Kobe Bryant did. Oh, definitely but- not. Well, the the one honestly, just Tillman, real quick. The one thing I always love that no one ever talks about, but Bill Belichick writing him a letter, handwritten letter, when he was in Afghanistan or wherever, and saying, "You know, you're an inspiration to so many." And I was like, "You know, Be- Belichick for all the bad PR he gets about you know being an asshole." Right. Yeah, he, I wrote was a, like, he wrote a handwritten, handwritten letter to Donald Trump, too, and let Trump read it in New right. Hampshire before the primary. Yeah, that's a shock right there, um, too. Yeah, I, don't yeah, think, I think he embellished a little bit, though. Could Donald Trump read it? That he was, read it. Okay. He, you may be right. He may have embellished yeah, well, some of as it. As he wants to do. But he <laughs> allegedly asked Belichick if it was okay, and Belichick said yes, Yeah. And which is a hell of a lot more than Brady ever did for candidate Trump. No, Brady. You know, Brady gets all the shit. Well, he put the MAGA hat in the locker. He gets all the shit. Kraft and Belichick have done much more for, for Trump. Oh, of course. Than Brady did. Well, Brady denounced him. Well, Avi's Avi's got three businesses at least over there. You know, uh, I mean, deregulation is the number one thing on the Donald Trump list. I think you know as far as I've never met a businessman, small businessman. Some of my friends, my you know best friends of paver. My brother in laws in the 
precast. Yeah, we need that. Business. We need that uh, shake concrete, concrete money. Thing. By the way, they, <laughs> I, I've yet to meet a small businessman who doesn't love what Donald Trump has done. Again, they don't love what he says. Or so I don't love he everything tweets. he's done. But yes, as far as it comes to that stuff, and and that's the big issue. I tell people all the time. I mean, I've always voted Democrat. I don't consider myself a Democrat, but I've voted Democrat. And I've been telling everybody, I'm like, there is no maybe Andrew Yang actually, but other than that, there's no candidate running right now that I could vote for. This fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage stuff is death for well, my your can- I think your your uh, your candidate is going to be Bernie. You're going to have to choose between Bernie and Trump. So, I mean, that's a really well, – Because Liz Warren – You're not going to like it. Dead. I mean, I wouldn't vote for Donald Trump, but Ugh. I don't know. I mean, so Bernie – I don't – well, the thing about Massachusetts is they already instituted yeah, the $15 count. an hour minimum wage. No, I was just oh, going to say really? they already instituted that. Mm-hmm. So, so the one thing that Bernie crushes me on – I mean, he crushes me on other things, but that's my biggest – That's I just feel like it's, it's a, a lack of economic understanding. And I don't understand these politicians that have for their whole life collected – off of our tax money, their salaries, thinking that a high school kid should make $15 an hour to bag groceries. I just don't it, – and it's, it makes the groceries more expensive. Um, what about a federal, a federal jobs guarantee? That's a good one. I always like that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anybody yeah, wants a job, sure. Hey, come on over. Well, Andrew Yang wants to give everyone $1,000. All right, but listen. <laughs> that's <laughs> a dividend off of technology. No, no I'll a, debate you on this one, I though. I love that. See, all right, so I voted for Trump, right? And Yang is the only one I would ever consider because sometime in my lifetime, right, there's going to be a crazy lefty that's president, right? So if I'm getting $1,000 a month, I pay, I pay more than $12,000 in taxes a year. I'm, I thought it's a, a, a huge Yang tax guy. break. I actually thought huge tax break. There's no such thing as a moderate Democrat. They're all radicals. Well, that's what I'm saying. So Sh- show me future, one who doesn't, who will stand there and say, I don't support late term abortion. Show me one, which is as radical as it gets. We're talking, you know, you saw the governor yeah. of Virginia say that. He believes in abortion after the baby is born. I gotta believe that's is that really insane. Yes, it's on video. That's not even, that's not abortion at that point. Right, it's infanticide. They believe in that, but there's not one who would. They don't allow that. There's plenty of pro-choice Republicans. Yeah, there's of not course. a single pro-life Democrat. They right. don't allow it. Is that true? I'd have to research. There's no pro-life Democrats. None. They don't allow it. They're yeah. not welcome in the party. No, not anymore. But it, I, I as far as as far as get, me getting a thousand dollars a month, though, in the future, that's tax money that can't be taken away from me. You're, so you want more handouts? That's your no. It's not more handouts. I pay twelve thousand dollars a year in taxes. More, yeah. That's twelve thousand dollar tax cut. Okay, and the guy right outside who doesn't pay any taxes. He's already getting money. He's, he's already getting get his welfare thousand. check. He's already you, getting. You no, know he's just check, trying though. to buy votes. It's just like Liz Warren saying we're going to forgive all debt. No, it makes see, no sense. No, but it's buying votes. No, but that that's stupid. But I'm glad to see it backfiring on Liz. Well, Liz Warren's almost caught by Andrew Yang. Actually. I'm torn Yang's because I want Liz against Trump because he'll stomp her, and I oh, can't get enough. I do think he would Liz, stomp her. I'm never going to get enough humiliation for for Liz Warren. I love it. I love to watch her ang- her anguish. I enjoy it. But you hate her. I just do. She's just the phoniest human being. There's never been a phonier. Um, glimpse of a person than when she said i'm gonna get me a beer yeah would you there, like that okay beer? that was bad that was that's bad the, that she's was the bad. single phoniest politician i've ever seen and that's saying something well just the fact that on her uh you know entry card or whatever it was she wrote native american in handwriting it's not like you're checking a box like right. handwriting that is like how could any minority support her knowing she's pretended to be in minority stole their a position intended for another minority and capitalized and got rich. She wouldn't be in the Senate if she didn't pretend to be an Indian. Right. So I don't like I don't like the whole Pocahontas stuff and everything. But I can't wait till Trump. But takes that is the actual take issue that, that turned me against Liz Warren. Is that is that 
without making fun of her for it or anything, is the fact that it's just so it, – it just makes it transparent that her entire views get thrown out the window when it helps her. So to me, the whole like, oh, like that just flies in the face of everything that she quote-unquote runs on, and then here she is going, oh, for me? No, I'll take it. I'll do it. Right. By the way, the same thing of the higher education stuff. She wants it to be free for everyone, but she wants to be paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to teach a class. Where does that money come from? Where does it come from it's if you're not charging racket, students? You know, big racket. Call, you know, big university. Do you such teach any a class classes? I do not. I feel no. like Northeastern, that's where, Corey, that's where Corey and I met. They expelled me, but he stayed and got a degree. <laughs> they, um, he, like, their comm department would definitely... That's not a thing that they, you could do? Nobody's do called. Uh, they, we'll look into that. Don't of, you have a professor or something you could call? I think uh, they, they're I pretty think, uh, far on the left, too. I'm I not qualified. So I don't what? think they would ever hire anyone who doesn't hate Trump. You must hate Trump to get in any uh, university position at all, I would guess. But yeah. the thing about you is, like, I mean, you don't hate Trump, but you're also, like, like you said, you're willing to argue with Alex Reamer on the radio about it. I feel like we can't become a society that shuts out people who disagree with our opinions. At that point... It's reverse Darwinism. We'll just be surrounded. Whatever we're taking a risk that if our opinion's not right, we're left on that island. That's we're just surrounded where, by that opinion. Well, that's where we're heading, man. That's the direction we're heading. Well, I mean, I don't know. That's scary stuff. So you said you you, you thought we were going to talk about food and stuff. Is there is that something you're super into? Food, no, beer? no, no, no. <laughs> you don't go out my, to eat a lot. Oh, I go out to eat. I, I what do you like to tell go? people all the time? My wife uh, is Italian and Greek and a great cook. Okay, her families are all great cooks and. If you're at her family, with her family on a holiday, on a Christmas or Thanksgiving, all you do is talk about the food. You know, yep. talk about every freaking food. Oh, those vegetables are good. Oh, how are the potatoes? Well, they were better last year. No, they're better this year. How'd you cook them? Where'd you buy them? And I just created to hang <laughs> myself. That's why I drink so much at these holiday gatherings. At my family, which my parents are gone and it's not what it used to be, but we'd sit around and argue about politics. You know, we'd argue about, you know, War and peace and abortion and gay marriage and you name it. We'd talk real things and we would eat, but it wasn't the focus of our, our, our day. Irish, you know, eat to live. Italians live to eat. And that's so, the difference. So my, my in-laws are Italian, Italian-American. It's funny, like as, a, as an Israeli who carries an Israeli passport and I'm, I'm first generation here, I always think it's funny when like my in-laws are like, well, we're Italian. I'm like, yeah, like 10 generations ago. Did you have to serve for a year? I'm a, I'm a deferred member of the Israeli military. Are you? Uh, it mean? would have been three years. You got so like they drafted me. Bone spurs like Trump? No, 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 no. I did it. I did it. No, no more gutsy. They started talking. They're like, Nah, nah, we can't do this. <laughs> no, no, no. What happened was, I'm so I'm a citizen from birth, and they drafted me. But they have a deferment policy for people that have never lived in the country. Uh. So the rule is, if I I'm 35 now, I think I'm exempt now. But if I were to have decided to live there for up to a year, I would have had to How go can serve. A Jewish Israeli support. The Democrats. I didn't say I support. This. I didn't say if I support you, the but Democrats. But you said, would you vote for Bernie? He Who's, voted for Hillary. That would Bernie, whose surrogates are Talib really and Omar. I mean, these so absolute anti-Semites. Okay, but so to be clear, that's actually why I wouldn't vote for Bernie Sanders is because this is what I think happened to Bernie Sanders. I liked Bernie last time around. I mean, I know we're not going to agree on that, but I did. He now has gone. I always say that the progressives have gone so far left that they're the true quote-unquote right if the right if being right is bad if they're the ones that won't listen to other people's opinions so no Tlaib, right. omar um I, aoc, AOC. Um, those are people that i think are pandering to true fanatics and oh, those are and, true and, fanatics and, and it's dangerous and it's violent and and as far as their whole anti-israel stuff goes no i'd be lying if i said that doesn't make my blood boil it, it pisses me off to no end and a lot of israelis almost all support trump and 
I support Trump in his take on Israel. For me, it's just it's a hard thing. I just don't agree with him on social issues and I don't agree with his rhetoric. So for me, it's hard to get behind him. But I will like when he hit Syria for gassing their people. I was one of the loudest voices in uh, of the people I knew saying that's the right move. Listen, you got to applaud him. If Obama did that, you'd you'd erect a statue. It was a beautiful thing to do when we kill. The only thing I think he did wrong with uh, Soleimani is is admitting it. That was a very Israeli thing to do would have been to do exactly what he did and then just be like, oh, we didn't know he was in the Iraqi airport. Why? Why was he in the Iraqi airport? Oops. And uh, I just think it was weird. His ego gets so far in the way. Sure, uh, but you got to separate it. What he says and what he tweets, separate it sure. from what he does. So I do what a pretty he does good job of that. Is good. And, and I don't think, yeah, I mean, for the most, there are things that he's done that are great. I disagree with him on illegal immigration. Uh, that's, that's an issue that I take pretty serious that he's, he's pretty hardcore on. I, as, as a son of an immigrant, I well, just. Your, your, your father's an illegal immigrant? He's not now. No, he's not an illegal immigrant at this moment. He's an American citizen, has been for 30, so then for 40 not, years. Then he's not but, illegal. Well, so what are you he, talking about? Well, no, but when he came here, he came here on a work visa and stayed. So I mean, he was illegal. At one point in his life, I'm sure he has so, to have been because, illegal. Uh, I doubt it. I doubt it. I'm fairly confident that he was. I don't, was he, I don't, try, was he I don't on, know what the ramifications Was he on the dole? Was he on no, collecting? Never, ne- never, never, who, never, never. No, my dad okay, always then, worked then, his ass then what are you talking about? He's talking about people who come illegally. Illegal. So can we keep illegal immigrants if they're not on the dole? I'm de- can we, can we no. bridge? No. Get in line. No, you have to enforce your laws. But That's the what you have to do. You have to the enforce problem is there is no line what here laws, in El Salvador. What laws would you like to support and which laws would yeah, you like exactly. to ignore? So to me, I would love to be really hard line on illegal immigration and also make it possible for somebody fleeing El Salvador to try to to get a to try to get asylum without having to go through Mexico and cross. I mean, that's the reality. These people aren't well, trying to live here. here. What are we going to pick them up in a, a helicopter? No, we, we could have we could have an embassy bridge. where they can go apply, like they could in France. They can do that in France. They can't do that in El Salvador. So that's why they, they pay coyotes. They cross Mexico. And you know what yeah, the first they thing they do I, when they, they enter the U.S. They can get asylum in Mexico if they want. They can get asylum other places. They don't, right. have, oh, to, they don't yeah. have to get a Let's go, Yeah, they want to live in Mexico. That's a great place. Well, it's What's wrong just with because, Mexico? Yeah, what are you, a bigot? Yeah, no, right. I'm not bigoted. Politically, Mexico is a very da- – it's, it's a disorganized, unsafe place to be. I wouldn't vacation in Mexico. He actually did. He changed his honeymoon. He was going to Mexico, and he changed it to go to Disney. Yeah, yeah because Disney. ten years ago. It, which, yeah, it was – Yeah, it was no, because the week, the week of our I, wedding, they beheaded – I've been to – Cancun, it's awesome. And then sure. I saw Sicario. I don't want to go back. Sicario scared me. Well, they, they beheaded the mayor of Cancun the week of my wedding. And the travel advisory from the American government was Americans shouldn't travel in Mexico. And an obvious solution is let them all in. Yeah, exactly. people that are like, right. you know, killing kids. No, and I don't want to let those mayors. people in. I don't want to yes, let those you, people oh, in. Oh, so you're going to say, we, we, you guys can all come in, but you real bad guys who cut off heads, you, you stay there. You yes. stay there. That's exactly what I'm going to say. That's just insane. Think of that exactly logic behind say. that. See, but even... We even, want those hard-working dishwashers because you own a restaurant. My dishwashers over. are all high school kids. Uh, and they're, uh, not hard they're not hard-working. They are not hard-working. They're not hard-working. You want to let them in. My, none of my cooks are the, Hispanic either. Not the either, cartel please. guys. I mean, no. how do you distinguish? You get in line. That's what you do. So oh. to be clear, no one... I, I don't employ illegal immigrants. And I also... I mean, I... My business philosophy happens to be employing people who can make a career out of it and, and have families and whatnot. But that's just selfishly as a business owner. I find those people are someone that I can build. So I do have a couple of Hispanic employees, but they, they're American citizens. They've lived here for a long Good. time. Um, I, don't, I don't believe in breaking a law just because you disagree with it. That's not something that I believe in. Uh, but I do believe in trying to get the law changed. Yeah, but when there's, you know, you've got to classify, you know, DACA recipients and illegal immigrants. The left has them all in one category. You know what I mean? If you're brown skinned, then you're all part so of the same They've gone so far group. over the top, and it's good because they 
can't win as long as they keep on going, right. going over the edge, where they want to give reparations to illegal aliens. Reparations. Okay, that I'm not in favor of. Joe Biden said it. I, no, I believe that. Buttigieg but I'm not in favor said of that. it. Yeah. Reparations. Not they. It was wasn't enough to give them all free health care. And every candidate raised their hands when they said, "You want to give them free health care?" Everyone raised their hands. They took it a step further. That's you know that's the way that's going. It, and by the election day. It's going to be insane. They're going to be like, you know, give every uh, illegal alien, you know, a house and a car and a boat. Of course. Yeah. They're not going to, it's not going to end. They're trying to out-extreme each other. Yep. Well, so, so to the podcast thing, uh, to talk more about the Jerry Callahan podcast, do you find, so that's your, you're in charge. I'm in charge. Okay. Is his, that, his name's on the show. Is that incredibly, uh, right, but unfortunately, there's a lot of people in radio whose names are on the show and who are not in charge. That's true in the restaurant business, too. Um, do you find that, like, being the boss... And uh, and not having that third that so it's just you the listeners slash advertisers and it's not this like third party that has to worry about things and make decisions for right. you is it freeing? It's absolutely freeing. It's liberating. It's you know pain in the ass too. There are things you don't want to have to do like selling, yep. and uh, promoting. But well, now is, that you're up and running, I'm sure getting it, it is, up and running is like it, and it a was lot of the it used hassle. to be uh, like we talked about earlier. Program directors and general managers we're all on the same page. We're all looking to get good ratings and. Yep. You know, finish number one. That changed. I literally, Kirk Manhattan and I literally sat with a vice president of the company, and he said, we don't care about ratings anymore. We have to stay out of trouble. And we went, holy shit. I mean, that's probably when the, we knew it was over. But wasn't the trouble that you would get way different for you and for Kirk? Like, as a listener, for me, the thing about you is you were, we knew what to expect. So your opinions might piss some people off. They might not. But someone tuning in knew what to expect from you. With Kirk, like, some days it was like, oh, let's talk about mental health and let's be super compassionate. And then some days, let's wish that other people die and let's say these, like, outlandish yeah, things. I mean, he was, that's got to be scary for, right, for a radio was, He was definitely scarier. Than I was, but the one activist that brought everyone down hated me as much as he hated him. He was. Well, he probably just hated your politics, isn't that probably yeah, what it was? Yeah, that was part of it. And he sure. literally would listen every day, transcribe the show every day, and email every of our every one of our advertisers every day. Yeah, I mean, I don't know Greg Hill, and I've never I've never spoken to him or anything like that. But listening to his his radio show, one of the funny things is every once in a while you get this glimmer into his like he'll share like a thought that's sort of political and i think he probably leans exactly the way you do he just doesn't share like that's just he just doesn't present that he's very right. it's, it's contrived and and i never knew it was that way i mean it just feels lifeless to me and you're not getting any there's this if you know what to expect at all times it's easy to tune out sure it's like a column like in the boston globe every columnist you know exactly what they're going to say about every right and you just don't read it, you yeah, know, no. unless unless it's you know Dan Shaughnessy or somebody that occasionally will have an a, a, an opinion. You know, you you don't read it. And a radio show, if you know it's a safe space, if you know that even if they say something dangerous, they'll push the button. Right. You know, but that's then you're not going to listen. You're yeah. not going to miss anything if you sit it out. Right. Well, so one thing that happened last week, and I mean, I'm not saying that people should be saying, I don't, I don't like saying the R word. I mean. It's not a word I support, but I can say it out loud. I don't know that people should be saying retarded, or they shouldn't. I mean, I guess I would lean towards they shouldn't, but someone must have said it the other day on, on their radio show in the morning, and it became this like panic moment. Like co-people like, co oh, really? were like, did you, get, did you drop that? And then Ken is like, yeah, I dropped it. And you, it just became like bed, like just mayhem. It's, and I was like, ah. Oh, like, I mean, well, the New York Giants cut the guy or, uh, for, for saying the R word, tweeting. Right. The R word. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's weird because 
there will be a time, maybe not in our lifetime, when that's not a a, a word that's off limits. I mean, there. Are, if you look at the evolution of you know playground insults, sure. I think imbecile used to be like a clinical term, and feeble-minded. That's what they used to call right. people in insane asylums. I think idiot was even a, a clinical term. I think that word when you said retarded. I think there'll be a day when it doesn't have any. Well, I think uh, the issue—it it just becomes a dumb playground insult. But I think the issue is, and this is this goes back to the whole Aaron Hernandez, like where you get jumped on for for what you and Kirk and Michelle McPhee had to say that morning was more that like it's not no one cares. At least I hope no one cares whether you insulted Aaron Hernandez. Oh, it's yes, the thought do. that like the joking is offensive to somebody. Like if I call you gay, it's not just that I'm offending you. It's I'm, I'm insinuating that being gay is a negative. And and I think that's where probably the word retarded is. It's not that like. Like, yes, if you call someone who is challenged retarded, it's incredibly offensive. But if you throw the word around casually, it, I guess but it it's doesn't also... But mean, we do that with a lot of other it, stuff. It, it almost no, I hear you. It's, it's almost the meaning has changed. You don't, sure. You don't actually call people who are you know, dis- developmentally disabled you right. know, retarded. Right. That's an antiquated term. No, of course not. And it's become a dumb playground insult. And the, the problem is the people using it are like... You know, seventh graders. You know, they, <laughs> right. And they're going to grow up, and they're just getting used to. It. When you hear it, and I coached kids a lot, football, and you hear right? them say it. I did have football, baseball, basketball. Okay. And you'd hear it and be like, "It's not appropriate," but they just they don't mean. It doesn't mean to them what it used to mean, or what it's supposed to mean to people's mind. Just like when you, they, you'll hear people say, "Oh, that's gay," or "You're gay." Oh, that was oh, the that big, when we were growing up. You, that know, was, you can't say yeah, that. I mean, oh, okay, I won't then. I mean, it doesn't mean what we think it means to those children on the playground. Sure. Right. But the funny thing about this whole culture nowadays, the cancel culture and people getting offended, is that when you're around people, I mean, my, my twin sister's openly gay. I have gay friends. No one's offended. Like, in a private conversation, there's a lot that can get said, or even just, like, in a group setting, that that no one would jump ugly on. Like, people that are not offended by that kind of stuff, jokes that get thrown around, and I think that, like, Right, we're in a culture now where if you do that publicly or you do that, there are people out there just looking to be offended. When, um, when I went to get a wholesale license years ago to get falafel that was certified gluten-free made, the state inspector told me don't put the words gluten-free on because there are five people. Yeah, same people. thing happened to me when I was trying to get my falafel license. <laughs> no, this applies, though. There's five people. <laughs> What's a falafel? There's five, people in the, there's five people in the country, they, they told me, who, are, who just buy stuff have it lab tested till they can prove a claim's not true and then they sue you. Oh. And so the point is like we live in this culture now where it's like the people that are offended probably aren't even related to what you said. They're just right. they sit around, they listen for people that they can hold hostage well, and, and they can go, oh, 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 that's offensive. The way it worked for us is he would harass these advertisers and the local people were good. They knew yeah, us. Yeah, of course, yeah. But the national people didn't even read it. Yeah, well they don't know. Because they don't want to get involved. In, right. Oh, this guy's uh, talking about transphobia. Let's stay away from that. Of course. And he knew it, so he just took everything we said out of context, bombarded them over and over and over, and eventually they gave up. He wore them down. And that's uh, scary because he could do it to anybody. Well, I think it's more scary that the globe actually helped them. Like That's, that, that, well, that's, that's brutal. That what did the globe do? I don't even the know The globe literally called our advertisers they had an editor who called their an editor yeah. who called their advertisers and pressured them to pull their ads. I mean up. that is by any standard unethical, unethical by any journalism standards. But for whatever reason, they get away with it. John Henry, you know, gets away with it. He runs that rag, and he and and no one's going to call him up because either controls, 
you know, he controls Nesson. I mean, he owns Nesson. Right. He controls EEI. He yeah, owns, owns the, the globe. globe. He controls the media to the point where it is frightening around here now. Evan Drellick, one guy that challenged him, lost his job. He was at NBC Sports Boston. Right. And he challenged the globe and the questioned the uh, relationship between the globe and the Red Sox. He got the boot. They right. fired him. Did, did you know now... I always was under the assumption that once Kirk was officially gone, that you know you'd probably be okay because Kirk was the one, you know, John Henry's a puke and you know nonstop. So I thought you know maybe you could. No, I tried to get on. Kirk to stay and said that you just stop you know calling John Henry. But once he was gone, did you did you know you were gone? You were yes, because Lapidore? the well, one well because they put you with Mont. No, because the <laughs> one guy who was harassing us didn't stop. He didn't stop. They hoped he would stop. Right. But he didn't. He just kept coming, and then we'd lose this advertiser, and he'd come. And I saw the emails. It's incredible. There's not one thing in those emails that I regret, not one thing that's offensive. He just took it all out of context right. and made it look offensive. And uh, he, he, he made a deal. Eventually, this is how pathetic the company was. They made a deal with him that if they got rid of me, he would go away. Right. And he did. Yeah. Oh, that's how it ended up? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. made a deal with well, the Well, they're guy. not going to say anything offensive now, so it doesn't matter. I mean, of course, you know. But, they, but he could. You know, Fourier's gotten in trouble before. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, people can make, you know, Mark James. Yeah, but no one's listening nutty. now, though, so. That I mean. is true, but if he wanted to, he could continue to take everything out of context. But they shook hands, made a deal. Right. Threw me, you know, overboard, and, and uh, I guess, you know, they're happy now. Nobody's complaining. Nobody's listening, but nobody's yeah. complaining. Are you, are you approaching, just, uh, when you talk to advertisers now, are you... Is this most people know your story? I'm assuming that. Yeah, I mean, I just mostly deal with friends, friends of uh, right. GCP. But as you get bigger, though, we'll see. I mean, the guy harassed um, some of Kirk's advertisers on Barstool, right? Which was unbelievable. The same guy is still. Yeah. So what is it? Yeah. He just doesn't want you guys to be able to work again, right? He's insane. You know, he's. he's but Kirk's at the right spot for it now because I think right, they he, stood by him mostly. I mean, I think right. he lost one. A counter, but which is fine. They stood by him. Yeah, is right. this someone who hey, we, we, were, we he? I went to it, but he held a rally out in the guy's town. Yeah, in that's right. Right, and as far as we know, that really worked. As far as you know, he's gone quiet since then. Right. Well, is this somebody who you've ever had a personal conversation with? Yeah, I had to sit down. Are you kidding me? We did everything the guy asked. We went to friggin'. Uh, was that civil? Was that a civil conversation? Yeah, or was he an asshole I thought then he too? Was, no, it was civil, but he. Yeah, but as soon as you he, leave, it's. it's I mean, back literally, I thought, you know, we worked it all out. We went to sensitivity training. We did a <laughs> podcast talking about it. We did PSAs against, you know, transphobia and bullying. Yeah. We did everything he asked, and we assumed he was going to do what we asked and just leave us alone he didn't and all we asked our boss to do was sue him just go fight back have our back of course and our boss literally said he couldn't do that it would look bad a big company going after one man would your boss ever they they obviously then wouldn't consider suing the globe either huh god no they couldn't meet my boss idolizes uh, my boss my old boss idolizes john henry Never. These people all run in the same circles. That's the thing. It's, it's, you're not going to separate one from the herd. The, you know? bo- our herd old boss idolized John Henry while John Henry's editors were calling his advertisers and leaning on them to cancel their ads to cost us money. And our guy wouldn't fight him, wouldn't take him on. It was very, very di- – and it was you know, obviously an indication that he wasn't going to have our back in the end, and he didn't. Well, in the end, we we lose as listeners. I I don't mind Lou, and I don't mind Christian Fourier. I think it Glenn, all sucks to be in honest. general. It's I just boring. Nations. Like it's just boring. I like those guys. Yeah, I like Glenn's those guys. a good friend. I like those yeah. guys. But I mean, I'm a podcast guy now. I got my whole you yeah, know, of course lineup of podcasts. Well, at least Glenn and them. You know, I'll put it this way: the day that 
uh, Robert Kraft, uh, you know, got caught down in Florida, I remember turning on Felger and Maz on TV, and they were literally talking about the last two-minute report from the Celtics game, like the official report. Yeah, I think report. they were told they couldn't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that day, which is, I mean, it's like, who would ever give that directive is one thing. So I would love to see the daily listeners, because I'm sure everybody in the city listened to Glenn that day. And, of course, you know, they'll at least talk about things like that, but still, they're pretty sporty, too. You know, they're going to talk mostly right. sports, too. Right. I mean, and they're, you know, they've all had their, you know, Times where they were in trouble, right? Um, and so they're all well. And they they, know. you know what happens? Then they'll you know, Glenn will go midday. Dale will go to the afternoon, and they'll just keep rotating every couple of years. You know what I mean? Until I don't know. It's it's a good question. What the future holds? I can tell you one thing: the Red Sox are dead. And the people aren't listening. Right. That's going to be an albatross around their neck. But I don't know. As long as they're not don't have any trouble, I guess they'll be happy. That's what they wanted: no trouble, and they're not getting in any trouble. It's got to right. be hard to make money that way, though. No, I mean, are the ratings good? No, 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 I didn't think so. Terrible. I didn't think so. Um, in fact, I think the other stations. So both stations belong to the same people, though. Now, right? No, they no. had to split. He got his choice, and he picked EEI, and sold off. Uh, he picked 90. EEI and then got rid of what EEI was. Yep, basically. Which is just I don't know. That's bonkers. But, so, but John Henry will still invite him in the box a couple times a year to watch a game with him, and that's what's that's what really matters. So uh, on the Jerry Callahan podcast, are we going to try to get a you know, more? Uh, Guests, uh, political candidates. Uh, yes, uh, we are. We, although I hate guests just for guests' right, sake. Right, of course. Yeah. Like all if the there's people, a topic. You know, just have, and a lot of podcasts do that. They just say, today we have whoever. Let's right. Like, you know, it works for Joe Rogan. It doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. But I would like to get uh, you know, candidate Trump on. We had him on. I remember. I listened. Four years I, ago. I remember right. that. I actually remember um, that. From New Hampshire. Uh, but we're working to get Tulsi on, the only Democrat. Well, I wouldn't mind Andrew, Andrew Yang either. Yeah. Tulsi or Andrew Yang, but... Uh, Andrew Yang, we've talked to Andrew Yang's people, and actually, like, there's a tiny chance. I've, one of, there's a food truck owner, a guy that owns a big company here in Boston that was one of Yang's, like, really early supporters. So he's pretty entrenched in that camp, and um, we think there's a chance that we might get to get to talk to Andrew oh, Yang. Good. If so, I'll try to connect. I'd love to... I would, I would tune in immediately to listen to Jerry Callahan talk to Andrew Yang. He, I mean, he looks like a genuine guy. Oh, he's yep. normal, yeah. The video of him with the two axes, you know, the axe-throwing video right. <laughs> went viral and made him look like just a good guy, a fun guy. Yeah. Right. And, uh, well, the thing know, about he's his... a Democrat, so that means he's an extremist who would destroy the economy. But, you know, <laughs> That's the Jerry Callahan one, that I love listening to. No, he to. gives the money to you. You get the money. He's the only Democrat, I think, who doesn't hate America, which is a big plus for him. I think not hating America is definitely yes. important. He if should you're just do ads. I don't hate America. See, the problem yeah. with him is that might he, not work. he has to fight with all these other people on his side to win a primary. So he's got to... But there is no winning the Democratic things. primary. They decide. They pick right. towards the but end. I always they go, say, who do we like? And they pick that person. There's a dozen. Say there's a dozen or 15 up there. If one of them stood up and said, you people are all nuts. Right. Enough with the free crap. You know, let's, you know... Let's stop with this giveaways. Let's stop talking about the stupid Green New Deal. You know, yeah. we have people out there, you know, who want you know, to good jobs and good wages and put their kids through college and stop with this nonsense about the world's going to end in eight years. Then you would vote for a Democrat? I would not, but, he's, <laughs> but wouldn't he stand out among yeah. the rest of the nuts? For sure. I mean, you can't say... I mean, they all agree on, you know, partial birth abortion and the world's going to end in eight years. Everything else is superficial. Wait, oh, that's right. You're, you don't believe in climate change. Of course I believe in climate yeah. change. Okay, cool. It, so the world changes. I mean, the world's not going to end in a year. changes. Yeah, that's ridiculous. No, I don't believe. And I don't think $94 trillion is going to solve that right. problem. I don't believe in destroying the U.S. economy to, to, you know, to fight it. I, I, for, the dumbest thing in the world is think? thinking that we, if we you know, 
whatever, get rid of recycle. a certain kind of light bulb, <laughs> or we recycle, or we get rid of plastic straws, that we're going to affect the temperature of the earth. India and China are the ones yes, doing that, the damage. That is They're true. not on board. It doesn't matter what we do. I think the best thing we can do, in fact, we've made great progress. I mean, I don't know if you're not as old as I am, but it used to be, you know, people littered. People used leaded gas. Right. You know, people didn't care about uh, little things like, uh, you know, the, the room temperature. They kept the temperature of the room, things like that. People are taking baby steps, and it's making it, you know, a cleaner country. But it's not affecting the climate of the world. I mean, it's just silly. No, there was one. I think uh, Northern Ireland, they had trouble. They didn't have a government for like three years. And they just put a package together a couple of weeks ago. And part of the package was uh, some action against climate change. And it's like, Northern, this is a tiny country. You know what I mean? Like, right. There's probably bigger issues, I, I would say. Well, than, I say uh, that all the time. You know, like, every time the mayor of Boston, oh. Manuel, speaks, he talks about climate change. What are you going to do? You're a friggin' mayor. Right. <laughs> what does a mayor have to do with climate change or a governor? How do you feel or about paper straws? Tiny, they're, they're, all, they're I evil. Them. I hate them they're so evil. much. They well, ruin my eyes. You people, you Me? people, you liberals. Me? Yes. yes. See, I that's what I'm tell. saying. Liberal. I'm a liberal now. Paper uh, straws. No, I said I'm anti-paper sick. straws. I asked to, so that I could jump ugly on paper straws. Right. Not everybody's the enemy, Terry. Avi <laughs> likes to think he's partly conservative. But well, I am. Part, I am. There are things I'm conservative on. For example, Israel. the partial birth. Which I happen. So I have two children, and to me. I believe that at 18 weeks when we found out the gender, that to me, that's a human being at that point for sure. I can't say that it's not before that, but for me, at that moment, I believe that that's a human well, being. Well, then you're out. You can't be a Democrat. I don't consider myself a Democrat. I just don't go. But, but you'd consider. You identify you know, as a Republican, right? Or, so I just don't Unless do there's anything to write of them, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you would go further, right? There is people further to the right. That's like AOC. She's just she's so far around, she's come back around. Right. Yeah. AOC she's, is the leader of the Democrat Party now. Which she's, is really sad and scary for America. Dumb as this, so. this jar of M&Ms I got in my hand. But she's leading <laughs> I don't the disagree party. with that. Leading the, well, although she said we had 12 years left, and Bernie amended that to say we have eight years left. Well, that's because he's, he's closer to the end. Going, he's closer to the end. We have a whole generation of kids who are like... They they love him, support him, and they think the world's going to end. I'm like, how does that exactly work? The world ends. They don't know. Yeah, but there are wildfires in Australia. Yeah, set by arsonists. Sure. You know, but there was a hurricane in, in Mexico. Yeah, we used to have those 100 years ago before the Industrial Revolution. We had hurricanes. I mean, it's just people are falling for it. It's just a way to give up, to cede more control to your government. It's very discouraging. Have you ever seen the AOC Netflix thing? The documentary or whatever it was? Good, no. So it's actually, no, you'd love it. It's So what's interesting about it is it's it's shot in real time. You'd hate watching it, She was handpicked. She was, like, handpicked. People don't realize this about her. Her whole story is made up. She's not, like, she grew up privileged, and they just made up this whole story because they wanted to target this one, like, rep. M- relatively middle-of-the-road rep. So they just, they pick, they handpick her. And it, in her early days, they have live footage of her in, like, some, like, you know, hipster's apartment talking to like 15 of his friends and she has just this canned speech she's giving and they start asking her genuine questions and she can't answer them what's the, what is the name of this podcast this heat yeah. in the kitchen heat in the kitchen you have more listeners than she had voters she literally <laughs> was put I don't in know office about that. Uh, not yet she but on the literally way. was put in office by sixteen thousand people right in new york city in a, in a absolutely disgusting district well they thought they were getting amazon jobs until and they hired they her. knew they knew they you know, you know, it was a one-party district. They weren't going to repu- – so she ran in the primary and won with – I believe it was 16,000 votes. And now she controls, you know, the world in these people's minds. Wow. She's as powerful as, you know, the president. She gets 16,000 votes. Crazy. Well, that's why – and then, you know, with 
Bernie, right? I, I, I'm surprised how many people actually do support him, which, you know, I see him, his people fighting with uh, Yanks people all the time. Yanks people, like, at least will debate you and whatnot. But these people, like... Why, Yang doesn't want to destroy the economy? Is that he wants why? to give the people the money. Right. Right? The, the poor people already get the money, Jerry. Corey that's is the, a that's huge Andrew Yang guy. So I voted for Trump. Listen, I voted for Trump, and I'm, I'm just... I think in my in my time, like I said before, there's going to be someone who is going to de- destroy the economy, and it'll be political suicide for them to take that thousand dollar a month from me. They know it once it once they give it to us, they can't repeal that because that person will never win office again. So I think in the future, ninety four trillion is going to the Green New Deal. Well, at least I'm getting my twelve thousand dollars. <laughs> you just lost Jerry. You just lost Jerry. <laughs> you just lost Jerry. It's, it's a twelve thousand dollar tax there's, cut. There's not a single person out there who's not a, who supports the Green New Deal and thinks it's a good idea. Not nobody, unless you're an idiot. Or just a you know right. total lunatic, you know true believer. Nobody no, wants that. The economy is good. When the economy is good, people's quality of life improves. When they have jobs and money and education, their quality of life improves. That that's more important than getting rid of you know cars. The leading candidate, by the way, Joe Biden, wants to get rid of cars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wants to get rid of cars. <laughs> is that a thing? That's all you need to know about the Democrats right now. This moderate guy who's been in Washington for fifty years. Wants to get rid of cars. Well, I can't support him because I have cars. Listen, all we, need, all we need is one super volcano, and then the climate's okay for another 10 years. And that's all, that's all it takes. You know? Who cares if it gets a little warmer? Wouldn't we, that be good? Ah. Uh, yes. I'm not a scientist. I don't know. No, I'm but super freak, I wouldn't mind super a freak economics. I mean, do it, I like the warmer weather? Yes. But good. So do I. That okay. book was 2009, Super Freakonomics, and they, they lay it out. You know what? After 9-11, when there were no planes in the sky— the temperature actually got warmer just because those those uh, vapor clouds that planes, you know, emit, they didn't block the sun. Right? There are no planes in the sky. So the ground actually got warmer. There was a volcano in 1991. It lowered the global temperature. Super volcano, right? Did we have anything to do with the super volcano going off? No. Yeah, people of course, just take that, natural. As, they take that you know, on like it's real, like it's it, legit. Say, oh, look, a hurricane. Global warming. Right. Oh, look, it's warm. Global. <laughs> it's cold. Global. Uh, wait. Uh, uh, I mean... They don't know. People don't know. They just believe oh, it, what AOC, Australia bushfire, moron tells them. Australia bushfires. Oh my God! Look at the Australia's on fire. It's been on fire its entire existence. Bernie Sanders used to be care about workers. You know, workers' rights. Right now, he doesn't care about workers. He, he legit said he wouldn't agree to any trade deal unless it includes Green New Deal legislation. So, in order to get Bernie's support, you have to destroy the economy. That's it. And by the way, he used to believe in borders too. So now he believes in open borders and ruining the economy. Uh, that's another Andrew And he's Yang got all these people, borders. these celebrities supporting him, and Joe Rogan, and, and all these actors and actresses, and Mark Ruffalo's, and all these idiots who's supporting him. A guy who literally says we must destroy the economy to save the planet—an absolute canard, if I've ever heard. Well, they're going to eat themselves anyway because he got Joe Rogan's endorsement, and then he, oh, everybody was up in arms. Yeah, Joe, was, Joe Rogan's a racist. Joe, I didn't even know Joe Rogan was a bigot yeah. until I until I heard that. Yeah, right, right, exactly. They'll eat their own. Yeah, I mean it's tough on comedians these days. You can't—they make a joke. I mean, then there's so much stuff in their, their background. I mean. Eddie, Eddie Murphy goes on SNL and he has to go back and apologize for things he said in Raw. In the middle of all that, he did a bunch of kids' movies. Really? Like at, that, at what point were they? I mean, people. He became like a family, like a loved family icon, and they didn't care about Raw then. They're going to put him on one episode of a show that nobody watches anymore, and they want him to apologize for anti-homosexual things he said in 1985 when that was the commonplace. I mean, it was just different. What he used the F word. The F yes, word. The did. same F word that Kobe Bryant used. It didn't seem to 
haunt Kobe. But so this is heat in the kitchen. This is heat in the kitchen, and, and we we appreciate your time. Um, I wish I you know could talk more about food and uh, it's just no, it's okay. Thing. So my thing is every episode I want to talk life, sports, politics, and uh, every episode we get like a chef on or somebody in the beer world, and Andre they don't Tippett know sports. On. Andre Tippett was our big get until yeah. we got Jerry Callahan on. Yeah, um, and Andre's cool. Really Andre, cool. Yeah, Andre Do you know Tippett, Andre Tippett? He, uh, of course sure. he knows Andre Tippett. Yeah, of course, he told I know us he knows a story he about getting arrested in college. You believe this? No, for what? For uh, stealing under a no stealing sign. It wasn't stealing. That's an unfair thing to say. He took he took a milk well, cart, a don't, don't leftover tell the story. milk People cart. Have to he was to Andre Tippett was in his prime. Say he was you know forty. Yeah. How many people on planet Earth could beat him in a fight? Of eight billion people, how many could beat him? Ooh. So he told us Maybe. that there's no one on the current Patriots roster that could take him in a fight right now. Right. And he so works. Maybe with those guys. you know whatever the heavyweight champ, whatever is Tyson Fury or. Maybe some great no, but uh, he's got that martial arts. MMA no guy. One's, no one's he's like I an mean, eight-time black belt or something. There can't yeah. be more than you know a couple hundred people on the planet Earth that could take him in a fight. Right? Yeah. No, no, he's yeah. an absolute monster. Yeah, that's yeah. probably true. He, you should t- see if he'll help you out with that guy that's calling and trying to get rid of you guys. Well, we had we had those kind of offers. A I'll lot bet. Of <laughs> oh, I'm sure by text messages. Uh, you know, it's, who it's was that guy? Albert and whatever was right. that guy's name. Trust right. me, it's better this way. We will look back and laugh and say thank you know thankfully. We moved on yep. when, because I feel like five years from now there's going to be no sports, no radio. Everyone's going to be listening to podcasts. Right, it's going to be dead. The medium will be dead, killed by activists and and their friends at the at the Globe around here. But it's going to be it's dying everywhere. Right, it's dying. you have uh, you have a stable of co-hosts that you're going to stick with uh, for the. 50- We're always uh, always looking. Yeah, we got a few, but. Uh, Always looking. Very cool. I mean, well, it's, it's, uh, I, I've listened to every episode. I've listened to every episode. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I'm available. Avi's probably not available. He works too much. I would he's make busy. an exception if that day ever came. <laughs> I, this, is, this is one of those career highlight moments. I'm he's already a got, very yeah, big he's fan already of yours. Got, he's already got his liberal on the show. He doesn't need another one. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not Alex Reamer is better at this than I am. I'd like to think Alex I can cook Reamer better than him. Alex Reamer is a true believer. He's a Bernie yeah. guy through and through, even right. though he's Jewish. He supports the funny thing is he's a hard worker, it seems, so I don't understand. I know. He is a hard worker, and he's a capitalist. I think it's like, you know, as people get older, he's though. He's an he'll, 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 Yeah, exactly. He'll, he'll slowly get this way, I think. Right. It's like they say. If you're not a I liberal when you're 18, you have no heart. If you're not a conservative when you're 30, you have no brain. I guess I have no heart because I was never a liberal. Never. One day in my life, I never voted for a Kennedy. I never When you voted. were 20 years old, you were this conservative? I was at UMass, this conservative, fighting one against twenty every night in the dorm. Wow! You know they ha- they hang up BDS posters all over UMass now. That's like a thing they do. That right. upsets me a lot. So no, yeah. but I I was uh, I was like Ted Cruz. He was at Harvard fighting all the liberals and learning out learning to debate. I was doing the same at UMass. Well, I like you a lot more than I like Ted Cruz. Uh, well, you don't even know Ted. <laughs> I don't either. I don't really know you that well, but I, play, I like listening to he's you. He's going like to play Andrew Yang one on one. Ted Cruz you know is that. rough. Andrew Yang one on one. Ted Cruz. Versus we're, you Yang. know, we're going to work on basketball. Andrew Yang. Yeah. Really? Are either of them good at basketball? Uh, well, Yang plays. He's uh, I mean, Bernie Sanders plays. plays too. It's a little weird, but I will. What about Pete Buttigieg? He knows what a basketball court is. Like. <laughs> basketball field. Yeah. <laughs> he's will, like I, I will tell my guy Colin to get on Yang because maybe you're right. Maybe he'll do it before next week or uh, two weeks. From I think, now. I think, I think Kirk's would. Kirk's tried. He said. And, oh really? Uh, and uh, but you know what? I bet closer to New Hampshire primary. Once uh, once I was done, 
You know, then it's New, New Hampshire. Hampshire. They all come on, but as soon as New Hampshire's over, they're gone. They I also think he'd be more likely to come on this than on Kirk's, just because again, you know what to expect from Jerry, and it's more of a. It's going to be an intellectual conversation. You're not going to get prank. You're not going to get crapped all over. And some people are afraid of barstool. Some people are afraid of Kirk. You know, sure. that's the way it works. But well, I, I think know. he already went on a barstool one or something. Oh, I, did he? I, I, maybe not. I could be wrong. I don't know. We'll try. For, we're trying. We're going to try to get Tulsi and try to get. Uh, yeah. To get Yang. They're the and then, only one. Then the, the general election normal. comes along. We'll try to get, uh, you know, yeah. the big. Get, get the big. Hunter the Biden. Big fella. That's the goal, to get Hunter Biden. That's the oh, goal. Hunter Biden's the goal. That's, uh, if that's I could interview anybody today, anyone in the world, it would be Hunter Biden. Yeah, that's that would be a great guess. I mean, just okay. the, Have you started tweeting at him? It's a good question. I don't even know if he's on Twitter. I've got to believe he's on Twitter. I mean, or on something. I, I don't, don't know. know. But he was uh, caught in uh, L.A. over the weekend getting out of his $150,000 Porsche with his pregnant wife and going to the Waldorf Astoria for lunch while stiffing the mother of his child in Arkansas. The stripper he knocked up, he won't give her any money. No support, no child support, nothing. Wow. He's fighting and he's buzzing around L.A. in his Porsche and nobody in the mainstream media gives a shit. I love that, that New York crazy. Post article. I think it was, yeah, it was the Post. They wrote how you know, five of uh, Joe Biden's family got, members got rich. Yeah, it's and the, it was, I mean, the new, they laid it out like, I mean, there's no It's debate. incredible. The new Peter Schweitzer book is incredible. Joe Biden's family is as corrupt as the Bulgers. It's, it's, and it's hopefully bad. some people will read it. But yeah, Where's the, where's the paper of record on that one? And by the way, so is Liz Warren. In that book, they talk about Liz Warren's son-in-law who does business with the government of Iran. He's in business with the government of Iran making movies. There's stuff in there you won't believe in this book. I've just read reviews that it will blow your mind that the media ignores. It has no interest in covering. Just scandal after scandal. And uh, one guy's got a book about it, and they won't even re- review the book or interview the author. They'll just ignore it. Wait, are you ever going to write memoirs? Me- I could only write one memoir. One memoir. Yeah, yeah. how many memoirs what, what are you going to write? I'm Barack Obama? <laughs> Who knows? Who yeah. knows? I'm busy putting a podcast together now, Corey. Yeah, Come it's on. It's a great podcast. And, Thank you. Um, and again, it's just it's. Thank you very much for being on with us. That was this is like I said, yeah, our audio day right here. And um, I've really enjoyed listening to the podcast again. It was a it was a sad time in Boston when we we had to go what six six months seven months without you on any airwave. Is that right? S- uh, July until yeah January. Yeah. At least Kirk, yeah. Kirk was on at least. And, so uh, that, that hell is just over. different. Very different. I'm not. I'm a Kirk fan to some degree i don't listen to his podcast maybe i should well but i'm a, could you call him a but i've been fan? a jerry i bet i've been a jerry fan for a long long time and uh, just hearing your voice back on the airs in some form or another has been amazing so thank you very much for being on with i us. appreciate it Avi. thanks for having me absolutely this is heat in the kitchen